Hey, and welcome back to the Melbourne Coffee Culture Podcast. I'm Jonathan. Thanks so much for listening. Just dropping in a quick episode again on the changes in retail. I'm just so excited about the internet and how the internet is disrupting every industry. To a large extent, the changes we're seeing in democracy are because of the internet. The changes that we've seen in seeing in finance is because of the internet. People get distracted by the micro changes like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency or Donald Trump and, you know, uh, polarization in politics. But they forget that all of these are simply symptoms and side effects of the internet, of everything being connected. The internet is the great disintermediator of everything. You know, people are not, you know, going to church on a Sunday because they can watch a thousand, a hundred different church services from their phone, on their TV, from their computer. They can sign up to a podcast. They can give money to a charity. So let's go back to the late 90s when you had to physically drive to Blockbuster Video to rent a DVD and you'd pay $6 for one night and you'd be late the next day and it'd be $12 or $24 in fines for this scarcity, this resource that was so scarce that they only had three copies at Blockbuster. Now you skip forward to, to today and there's no Blockbuster video left in the world. In fact, there's one store left um, in you know, where the, the Eskimos live, wherever that is. Um, but every other, because they have no internet connection there for some reason. Uh, so what I'm saying, and what does this have to do with coffee culture? Everything. There is nothing that is not affected by the internet. And even now, some of the busiest cafes in Melbourne are receiving 50% of their orders from online apps you know, many cafes are asking the question, should I have a Twitter account? Should I have a Facebook account? Is Instagram a waste of time? You know, I have all these apps, you know, Skip and Hey You and and uh, what's the new one? Um, uh, ritual, Ritual, that's the one. Yeah, look, on the one hand, do all of them, do, do everything, you know, because, you know, you have to decide which is best for your cafe, which one integrates with your systems, which one can you afford to do in terms of labor. But so many cafes now, um, are not realizing the macro effects that are around them. I mean, just, you know, every local cafe in my end of Smith street has closed down in the last month you know, there was one here and there was one there and, and they've, they're gone. You know, the, the best cafe in Melbourne that won the 20, I think 18 or 2017 best cafe in, in, in Melbourne, the higher ground, you know, that's, I don't know if it's doing too well, you know, like the old model is changing and it's changed. They've changed owners. The, the clever people have sold out and moved on. I just did a quick Google search and um, in Melbourne, there's 883 cafes for lease. 
you know, on the commercial real estate website. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, 884 properties for lease in Victoria under the name Cafe. That's a thousand cafes that are that are empty. Where have they gone? And what has this got to do with the internet? Well, as I said, the internet is a great disintermediator. You know, we used to vote once every three years, for an example, um, once every four years, depending on where you are. But now we're voting every day in real time. You know, we're voting on Twitter. We're voting on Facebook. We're voting, you know, in in immediately and and the, in the sense that we're affecting policy and things in real time because of the internet you know video stores have disappeared because of netflix and because of all services you know don't get distracted by the the symptoms but have a look at the deep roots here um even ibis industry reports is is is, a, is eclipsing the entire retail um expenditure for Australia is going to be eclipsed by home delivery in the next 20 years you know so you should be getting into that right about now um, there's this whole idea of what they call the Airbnb of retail appear here is a startup in the UK and I'm sure there's one in in Australia coming soon but appear here is a an Airbnb for retail so what happened when the GFC struck is the global world leaders and the world banks and all the IMF and all them just basically, um, you know, devalued money. They basically, money, like if interest rates are zero, then money is worth nothing. I don't know if you've realized that. Everything is running on a bubble. But one of the side effects of this quantitative easing of adding zeros to the end of all the debt um, is that the people who have capital, hear this, the people who have capital are now sitting on way more capital than they were sitting on before the GFC. So um, a house in in Camberwell in 2008 was, was 2 million. Now in 2019, it's 5 million. Has the house really increased in value? Well, that's debatable. The reality is that the barista making coffee in 2008 was on $25 an hour and he's still on $25 an hour but the cost of milk has gone up the cost of you know bonsoy and almond milk and oat milk and all these things have increased and yes wages have marginally increased but the where this hits retail where this hits cafes is that five million dollar storefront in the city that five million dollar cafe in terms of capital for the physical building is now worth 12 million dollars and so there's a huge pressure on the landlord to increase the rent so that cafe was paying two thousand dollars a week rent in 2008 two thousand dollars a week during the gfc there's now great pressure for that cafe to pay four or five thousand dollars a week rent and now we've seen this in, you know, in Melbourne, in Bridge Road for 20 years, in Sydney Road for 20 years, in, in Burke Road, Camberwell. I remember McDonald's closed down in Camberwell, followed by 
In fact, KFC closed down in Camberwell in about 1993. Uh, McDonald's closed down in, in about 2003. Hungry Jack's is gone. Um, and a whole bunch now in Burke Road in Camberwell and even in Collins Street in the city, in Collins Square and Collins Place, there are ca- empty spaces in the middle of the city. This was unheard of. You, you used to see it out in con- small country towns or in the outer western suburbs or, you know, in the outer northern suburbs of Sydney Road. But we're now seeing, you know, 20 to 30 percent of shops vacant. And of course, there's a, a, um, a reaction to this. We're starting to see, you know, all these massage parlors and co-working spaces and a whole bunch of other places try to fit into this retail. But I'm telling you, this, there's great pressure on retail and it's all connected to the macro um, effects that are going on. Um, so I'm going to, uh, maybe there's, there's a few things I want to help cafes and, and coffee people with. Um, as in terms of resources, Google uh, has a free resource, and it's basically a, a marketing app. Uh, most people haven't heard of it. Uh, you can download it from the Google Primer, P-R-I-M-E-R. It'll just take you through some some basic marketing. Um, there's a, a new book, and you're going to wonder why why I'm talking about this new book. But there's a um, a new book on chaos theory. Um, by a guy called um, Dr. David Weinberger. Um, it's called Everyday Chaos, the why and what of everyday chaos, which is really interesting because we're starting to live in a world with this the internet and disruption um, where the basic model and, and principles of business, the basic model and principles of decision-making no longer apply. And he gets into deep, mind and learning and machine learning and artificial intelligence i think it's really important for for cafe owners and coffee people to understand um some of the background and what's going on behind behind the scenes so i really hope you guys have enjoyed this short brief episode um what i'm what i'm saying is retail is going to continue to struggle um we're not going to see any short-term reductions in rent and so I want to encourage you to look at um, automation in coffee. I want to encourage you to look at online sales and how to get into the food delivery business. I want you to embrace some of the uh, fads that come and go, whether it's online ordering apps, you know, try and build them into your business um, and have a look at new models. You know, don't don't ignore those anomalies like 7-Eleven coffee for $1 becoming super popular. Don't ignore those anomalies. Start to, to dig into them and go, hang on a minute, are people so time poor that they don't want to wait for coffee? You know, that is a factor. You know, um, is there a recession coming? Do we need to reduce our prices? Uh, maybe you can't reduce the price of your lattes, but maybe you could do $1 batch brew. You know, and just try and, you know, I want to encourage you to start to look at some of the macro effects that are that are happening. Um, another great resource is the IBIS Industry Report. Here's a, a story I want to, um, I want to finish up on, and uh, it's not exactly to do with coffee and food retail, but um, an internet company just bought Lloyd and sorry Lord and Taylor Taylor in in London 
uh, for $100 million or they're in negotiation. The reason this is significant is Lord & Taylor is a department store that's 200 years old and it's it's got 38 stores and uh, it's um, got thousands of metres of, of real estate. Um, this 200-year-old, you know, retail business has is in the process of being bought out by an internet company that sells subscriptions to clothes. Now, let me explain. Latote, right, L-E-T-O-T-E, sends clothes to mainly women who wear the clothes and then send them back. That's the business. So it's like a a Netflix for physical clothing or for fashion. It's like an Airbnb for, for clothes. So this is an app that's doing something different, that's using this disintermediation of the internet and taking opportunity of, of changes. So women are, are spending, say, 60 to to $100 a month to have this Latote uh, match a an outfit, one outfit for them. It might be a handbag, a pair of shoes a blouse, a skirt, um, and some sunglasses, and they will send, you know, this one or $2,000 worth of equipment, <laughs> equipment, <laughs> um, of clothes in a box. And the, the woman, and it's, you know, mainly their customers are women, but it'll probably expand to men as well, but they wear those clothes for one month and then send them back. Now, that's cra- that sounds crazy in terms of the old model of doing businesses, but doing business but there there is a subscription model for clothes here and uh, this company you know which sounds so extreme and niche and and unique and crazy it has the the cash to buy this 200 you know year old multi-million dollar um, company last year Lord and Taylor generated 1.4 billion dollars in sales and this internet company that probably didn't exist 10 years ago is going to buy them out. And and that's that's just an example of, of the shifts that, that are happening. Now, of course, when you get down to it, um, you know, what we're just making coffee, you know. But, but I want to encourage you, um, Melbourne coffee culture is changing because of some of these significant changes. And I know that um, objective coffee, the, the science of coffee... Uh, propagated by like the Matt Pergers and the, you know, the barista hustle of the world, um, automation, some of these, you know, new technologies and the puck press, batch brew, um, all of these things are, are, are symptoms of of data and how data is changing everything. And it's already, if you can't see it, that the way you make coffee, the the way that we're making coffee these days, the way the equipment that we're buying, the demands of customers is being influenced by this data and by this disintermediation of everything. I hope you've really enjoyed this uh, slightly more tech-orientated and uh, philosophical episode of the Melbourne Coffee Culture podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh, just a quick note, if you're interested in uh, bookkeeping, I'd love to get you in touch with some great bookkeepers in Sydney. Uh, just send me a tweet or, or, uh, or an email. I'm Jonathan. Thanks for listening.